Let's play Houston Rockets trade machine. Seven possible Houston Rockets trades coming up right here at Locked On Rockets. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Mission Control, Houston. Ignition sequence start. It's the second pick in the 2021 NBA Draft. The Houston Rockets select Jalen Green. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. I'm going to keep working. I'm going to keep getting better every day. I'm going to keep perfecting my craft. And every time I step on that floor, I'm coming. Six, five, four, three, two, one. What's up and welcome to another episode of Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. As always, I'm your host, Jackson Gatlin, native Houstonian and also host of Locked on NBA Mondays. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at JT Gatlin and the show, of course, at Locked on Rockets. We sincerely thank you for making Locked on Rockets your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google, the brand new Odyssey app, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find this show. Also, now on YouTube, search Locked on Rockets on YouTube like comment subscribe drop your trade ideas for the houston rockets in the youtube comments and review these seven trade options that we're going to go over here in just a moment also going to tuck away bit of news uh mark stein with some reporting on james harden and his potential future with the brooklyn nets going to talk about that in segment three tuck it away at the very end of today's show so with that Let's go ahead and get the ball rolling here. And how else could we start any potential trade discussions, trade scenarios for the Houston Rockets? Then, you know, we got to start with Eric Gordon. And I will preface this with saying that Eric Gordon is likely going to be gone at this trade deadline. Like, I would be absolutely shocked if Eric Gordon is still a Houston Rocket after this NBA trade deadline. Um, He has played you know, a career year shooting a career percentage from beyond the arc. He is having, you know, one of the best years of his career as a professional, as a professional and any team that is vying for, you know, playoff contention, championship contention would absolutely love to have Eric Gordon on their roster. And there's a bunch of teams out there that makes sense as possible suitors. So many that I didn't even line all of them up as potential trades. I would have had like 13 trades to go through if I lined up every single one of them. So I lined up the ones that I think make the most sense. So we're going to dive into that right now. So let's go ahead and pull up our very first one here. So there's a, again, there's a bunch of suitors out there for Eric Gordon, but the one that I keep coming back to and the one that makes the most sense as kind of my ideal number one spot for an Eric Gordon trade with the caveat of, what types of, you know, restrictions are being placed on the draft capital coming back to the Houston Rockets. Our very first trade is Eric Gordon going out to the Cleveland Cavaliers and then coming back to the Rockets, Ricky Rubio and the Cavaliers 2022 first round draft pick. Now on the surface, looks like a really great, great trade for all parties involved. Look, I mean, with the season ending injuries to, Sexton to Rubio, like the Cavs need support in their backcourt, right? They tried trading for Rajon Rondo and that's a whole situation. So this Cavs team is legitimate this year, right? They are vying for a playoff spot. They look really good and they are 
you know, well ahead of schedule, I think more so than anybody thought coming into the season. Even, you know, my my guys over at Locked on Cavs, they're like, yeah, we didn't think they were going to be this good coming into the season. So if they want to keep that ball rolling, if they want to have a legit shot to make some noise in the playoffs, why not move on from Ricky Rubio, right? Eric Gordon, Ricky Rubio, the salaries are almost nearly identical. And then you move on for from the draft pick. And ultimately, one of the concerns with any, you know, any form of draft capital coming back for Eric Gordon is going to be, okay, well, what kind of protections is, you know, the team giving up the pick going to try to put on it. And ultimately I think if you're looking at this trade with the Cavaliers, you'd probably be content with just lottery protection, right? On this draft pick, because Eric Gordon is going to make this Cavaliers team a better team than they are already, which means they're going to be a lock for the playoffs in the Eastern conference. So I don't think there should be a worry if they were to walk away and say, you know what, we'll give you our first round draft pick this year, sure, but it's going to be, you know, lottery protected, top 14 protected. I think you completely, you walk away and you think, yeah, that's a great deal. That's totally feasible. It makes a lot of sense. And you walk away thinking, yeah, that's going to be a great return for Eric Gordon. So with that, if if at any point the the protections get more aggressive than that, I think I think at that point you have to maybe pump the brakes a little bit. But I think, you know, honestly, even going so far as saying no protections on a pick or maybe just top 10 protected because you, yeah, the Cavs are a young team. Yeah. Maybe they could slip in the standings a little bit. There's a bit of an understanding there. So it's all about what the, uh, what the, the team trading for Eric Gordon is going to try to put as far as protections on their pick. So that's trade number one on the docket. So let's go move on to trade number two, which are going to be like these first handful of trades are going to be just iterations of an Eric Gordon trade, right? And it's three different teams. So the second team here in the mix are, I think, the Toronto Raptors. And this one gets a little bit murkier as far as the pick protections go, but similar situation with Ricky Rubio and the Cleveland Cavaliers. They could easily trade for Goran Dragic, and then Rockets would be able to wave if they're if it's Rubio, wave Rubio. If it's Dragic, wave Dragic. Um and then get back the first round draft pick of the Toronto Raptors. Now, it's worth noting here that the Raptors are not nearly as concrete in their playoff aspirations as it feels like the Cleveland Cavaliers are. So I think at this point, you'd be wondering what kind of protections are the Raptors going to try and throw on this pick. I think at that point, definitely a lottery protection becomes a bit more of a concern because at that point, then maybe the Raptors find themselves slipping. They do find themselves in the lottery and you basically gave up Eric Gordon for nothing. So... I think at that point, you do have to be very cautious if you're the Houston Rockets as far as what type of protections come back on that type of a first-round draft pick. I'd be okay with risking somewhere around like top 10 protection because then maybe if the Raptors do slip and they find themselves not in the playoff hunt, uh, maybe you still come away with some good compensation if you're the Houston Rockets, a pick somewhere in that you know, 11, 12, 13 range. But again, any team that Eric Gordon goes to, he's going to make them a better overall team and therefore solidify their playoff chances. And I, for one, am really high on this Raptors team. They've had some big-time struggles all season. They had OJ Ananobi missing significant time, Pascal Siaka missing significant time. Um, uh, I, I mean, everybody on their roster, they've had guys in and out of the lineup all season long. Scotty Barnes has missed time, and, and this is a team that when they're healthy, when they are all together, they've looked really, really good, and Eric Gordon could be a part of that coming up very, very shortly. So with that, let's get to our third and final uh, Eric Gordon solo deal. And this is not a trade for you, those of you watching on YouTube. Um, this is not a trade with Eric Gordon being traded for three 
future first round draft picks. Um, I simply threw those in there to show that the Atlanta Hawks have a lot of options with potential future first. Now, I will say that I think the Hawks may be in play for potentially a bigger name, maybe a guy like a, you know, maybe a Harrison Barnes or a Jeremy Grant type guy. Uh, the Hawks, it feels like they could be in play for somebody like that. But if they do strike out, they're in desperate need of some reinforcements, especially in the backcourt next to Trey Young. And Eric Gordon would be a perfect complimentary piece for this Hawks team, a secondary ball handler next to Trey, somebody who can play off ball, but you can put the ball in his hands as well. And the, the salary, again, makes perfect sense here. You could easily trade Eric Gordon for Danilo Gallinari. And then one of any of these three first-round draft picks, um, one by way of Oklahoma City, one by way of the Charlotte Hornets, and then obviously the Atlanta Hawks have their own first-round draft pick in there as well. So any one of those three picks could come back to the Houston Rockets and you'd be content with a deal. Again, that's kind of what it feels like the valuation for Eric Gordon should be around this trade deadline is one draft pick coming back and then no like long-term dead money, bad money. Gallinari does have a second year on his deal, but he only has $5 million guaranteed in that second year of his deal. So it's not the end of the world in a Gallo trade with him coming back and still you know, being on the books for next season. I think you could very easily work out some type of a buyout or maybe the Rockets just eat the money for next season and call it a day, especially if they can create some type of a bidding war for Eric Gordon and try to create some, you know, some some havoc trying to figure out what they might be able to get back as a potential uh, first round draft pick offer from Eric Gordon. So the Hawks do have uh, again, a variety of picks to choose from. And if the Hawks decide they want to sweeten the pot with one of the better of those first round draft picks, then I think you have to look at the Hawks as, you know, the optimal destination, even more so than the Cavaliers or the Toronto Raptors. So, Coming up, I want to get into the rest of these trades. We're going to get there in just a moment after a quick message from our friends over at Prize Picks. Because look, I've been talking about Prize Picks for a while now. Have you signed up yet? If you haven't, now is the perfect time. For a limited time, Prize Picks has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our listeners. Listeners get $50 for free if a player in your very first Prize Picks entry scores a single point, but you have to use promo code MBA when you sign up. Prize Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. Prize Picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator, operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each and every game. Look, it's so incredibly easy with prize picks. You pick two to five players and an over under on their projections and you can win up to 10 times back on any entry. And it's just you versus the projected number. So go to prizepicks.com today or go to your app store and download the app. All of the, all of the listeners that go download today and use promo code NBA will get $50 free. If your first prize picks entry scores, just a single point. Again, that's right. They score a single point. You get $50 free. So go check out prize picks, check them out. You're going to love them. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. And continuing on here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. As always, thank you for making Locked on Rockets your first listen each and every day. For your, ne for your next listen, go check out the Locked on Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. Listen to Locked on Now, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to your podcast, you can check it out. Also check out the Locked on NBA YouTube channel. It's there. Wherever you watch this podcast or listen to this podcast, you can check out the Locked on Now podcast. Now let's continue on here with our uh, routing of the NBA trade machine in regards to the Houston Rockets. And 
this next one is a trade that's been staring me in the face for a while now. And yeah, we're going to dabble in some Christian Wood trade talk. So let's go ahead and pull this up. So first team that I look at for a Christian Wood trade is the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, it, the It's like a match made in heaven. The Hornets are a complete run and gun team. They want to outscore their opponent by a million. Uh, defense is kind of optional for the Charlotte Hornets. And Christian Wood would fit in just beautifully in their system. He at the five spot with LaMelo ball creating for him. Uh, I mean, it would be a dream come true situation for him. He would put up absurd numbers over there. And ultimately uh, as far as a trade package back for the Houston Rockets, I think this is what, you know, potential ideal return in what you'd be looking for, you know, getting back for Christian Wood. Basically, I think you're looking at like the absolute floor for Christian Wood is probably a first round draft pick. Like that is the absolute minimum of what you'd want to get and walk away with in a Christian Wood deal. Ideally, I think you want to walk away with either like two firsts or a first and like a young prospect, somebody you maybe take a flyer on, that kind of thing. And I think in this trade scenario with the Charlotte Hornets, you got Christian Wood and Armani Brooks going out to the Charlotte Hornets and you're taking back Mason Plumley, PJ Washington and the Hornets 2023 first round draft pick. Now, again, just like with the Eric Gordon trade scenarios, it kind of depends on what level of protections the Hornets would want to throw on said draft pick. That's all. That's always something that makes these trade, you know, possibilities so convoluted is okay. What level of protections are you walking away with? I think if you were the Rockets, you'd, feel okay again with maybe like top 10 protections on this pick. The Hornets are currently in the playoff hunt in the Eastern Conference, but they're a team that could very easily slip a little bit, right? So you don't want to see them slip and walk away and not have a pick convey because of that. So again, and these, you know, as far as pick protections go, you can get super convoluted with it, with it right? Where you can have like the, the pick that the, uh, Washington Wizards gave to the Rockets or that the Blazers gave to the Rockets where they would, you know, not convey if they were, you know, top 16, top 18, whatever lottery protected. Okay. It'll convey next year. Okay. If it turn, doesn't convey next year and then, you know, it keeps not conveying for like four years down the line and then eventually it turns into like a second round draft pick. You can get super convoluted and creative with these trade proposals and, just how far you want to throw these protections down the road. And I think if you're the Rockets, you definitely don't want something that's going to, you know, lock up a draft pick. And the other thing is too, is for these teams that do that with the, with their draft picks, it does lock up their ability to trade future draft assets because if they don't have a guaranteed pick, that's when the Steepian rule kicks in and suddenly you can't facilitate any of your future firsts. So that's why that Detroit Pistons pick that the Rockets were holding on to was so interesting because it, you know, basically hamstrung the Pistons and their ability to potentially move any assets further down the line. So with that, I really like this trade for the Houston Rockets. I think PJ Washington's a really interesting name uh, for this Rockets team. Somebody you could take a flyer on and potentially see how he pans out, how he develops here in Houston without having to worry about paying, you know, big money to somebody down the line. Mason Plumley, he's a serviceable big, somebody that maybe you want to hold on to in place of, in lieu of, Daniel Tice, if you find is another suitor for him at the deadline, that kind of situation. And then again, you're coming away with the draft capital. It does suck to see Armani Brooks potentially go in this deal, but 
in any potential deal where the Rockets bring back more than one name, uh, anything more than just a one-for-one trade. I feel like Armani Brooks is the guy on this roster that basically becomes the fall guy because the Rockets are capped out with a a full-blown 15-man roster, and they don't really have another guy that they would you know, conceivably cut or wave. Maybe you talk about like a buyout with DJ Augustine if there's a team that he's interested in going to and you save, you know, the need for moving Armani Brooks is just an ancillary piece in a potential deal when it comes to, again, Christian Wood or Eric Gordon or any other type of transaction that happens. But with that, let's move to our next deal here. And it's another Christian Wood deal. And this one I found, I thought was really interesting. And maybe I'm overselling uh, Christian Wood's trade value here, but the Timberwolves are a team that's been trying to piece it together, right? They've been trying to make something happen for a while now. They're kind of like on the cusp this season of getting things figured out. And having somebody to play alongside Carl Anthony Towns in Christian Wood, a stretch four in Christian Wood to place alongside Carl Anthony Towns, I feel like would potentially take the Timberwolves to the next level. Now there's some question marks about what that pairing looks like defensively for obvious reasons, but I think at times Christian Wood's defense on the perimeter has actually been better than his interior defense, right? So if you've got Christian Wood slotted at the four spot, you've got Carl Anthony Towns at the five. I think offensively, that's a match made in heaven for what they'd be able to do. You make Christian Wood, you know, you kind of do turn Christian Wood into a spot-up three-point shooter, but he's somebody that can also still drive the ball in off the perimeter. I think it makes a lot of sense there. And then coming back for the Houston Rockets, if you're talking about a Timberwolves deal, you got Torian Prince coming back, and he's basically just the salary filler. You wave him, you cut him immediately. He's gone and out the door. Obviously, you don't want another situation happening with Torian Prince and Kevin Porter Jr., so get him far and away from the Houston Rockets locker room. He never steps foot in there. Jade McDaniels is a really interesting name. I think he's, you know, another interesting young prospect that the Rockets could potentially take a look at somebody that you're kind of taking a flyer on a little bit. He gives the Rockets a little bit of size potentially uh, on the wing, on the interior athleticism. Um, Maybe pans out, maybe he doesn't, but the interesting thing here would be, would the Timberwolves feel comfortable giving up two first round draft picks for Christian Wood? Right? Do they feel like they can make a bigger splash somewhere else? Do they want to go all in with this core of Cat, Ant, D'Angelo Russell? And then if you feel like you add Christian Wood to that mix, does it feel like they're going to be able to make a significant enough push? He kind of matches the age ranges of that group of guys. So I just kind of you know brainstormed this up. I thought it was really interesting idea you know to throw it out there as for a potential destination for Christian Wood something that isn't you know hasn't been mentioned in the cards quite just yet the, the one that people keep coming back to that or that you know keeps keep being brought up is Christian Wood of the Warriors and that one doesn't make any sense to me because frankly I don't think Christian Wood improves the Warriors all that much right they've got everything locked in to place where they need it right now and you know, Christian Wood, you know, Kevon Looney is what they need at the five spot for the Warriors. And people have thrown out like, you know, Wiseman or Kuminga or Wiseman and Kuminga in certain packages for Christian Wood. And I think the Warriors, I, I would take that trade in a heartbeat for Christian Wood. I think the Warriors would be insane to offer that package for Christian Wood. So I didn't even entertain that. I haven't even drafted that up as a potential possibility for a Christian Wood destination in today's show, just because to me, it, it doesn't make any sense for the Warriors. And you know, yeah, you're adding a bit more firepower with Christian Wood, but ultimately, you know, they've got what they have, what they need with Kevon Looney at that five spot for their team. Also, Draymond Green playing small ball five at times for them. Um, it just doesn't quite make sense. And why would you give up 
you know, two really young, exciting prospects in Wiseman and uh, Kaminga for a guy like Christian Wood, who is, you know, already 26 years old, you know, not, you know, not that he's, you know, old in his career, but, you know, the, the Warriors can simultaneously be competitive now and still be competitive and compete for the future with guys like Wiseman and Kaminga, who have already shown flashes of their absurd talent level. So with that, that's going to be our, our, our pair of Christian Wood deals. I've got one more uh, kind of crazy trade here teed up that I want to get to in just a moment, but we'll get there after a quick message from our friends over at betonline.ag because BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website where when you sign up today using promo code Locked On. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Again, that's promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. And final segment here at Locked On Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, thank you so much for listening to Locked On Rockets and making it your first listen of the day. Now, for your second listen, go check out Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Make a little money with Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Now, Continuing on, we've got two more trades to hit on here before we dive into that little bit of news and reporting by Mark Stein regarding James Harden's future as a Brooklyn net. So let's go ahead and get into this next trade proposal. Shout out Chris White at Firebear on Twitter who proposed this one. And I saw it and I was like, okay, this is kind of an interesting one. Um, based on you know the fact that the Cleveland Cavaliers may not be interested in bringing in Eric Gordon, which I don't know why you wouldn't be at this point if you're vying for a playoff spot, but maybe they want a little bit of a younger return for you know this type of a package. Maybe you involve the Lakers and get a three-team deal going in here. So very similar to the first trade option that we brought up in our show today, Ricky Rubio and the Cavaliers 2022 first round draft pick come to Houston. Uh, the Cavaliers receive Kendrick Nunn and Taylor Horton Tucker from the Lakers. And then Eric Gordon goes to Lakerland to be rejoined with Russell Westbrook and to hopefully salvage, you know, what is currently kind of a dumpster fire over there with the LA Lakers. But this is, uh, you know, an interesting trade possibility because it really opens things up for the LA Lakers. Eric Gordon, again, would be an absolute boon for any playoff team to be able to secure. And if the Cavaliers, for whatever reason, don't want, you know, Eric Gordon's services for themselves, then maybe you facilitate a three-team deal of this type and you, you still get, you know, you still basically get the Cavaliers package back. You get the draft asset, um, but instead you send Eric Gordon to a third team. So I really like this trade. You know, it, again, maybe it works for the Cavs because they get a little bit younger, um, some younger high upside talent in Horton Tucker and Kendrick Nunn. But again, I think they'd be crazy to pass up Eric Gordon and move it on to uh, move him on, I should say, to a third team, especially a team like the Lakers who you you know, obviously they're going to be vying for a championship themselves. So with that, those are kind of the level-headed, reasonable trades. And I figured I would throw in one absolutely like wild trade that I do not think is rooted in reality. Well, it's, it's a little bit rooted in reality based on reporting and whatnot of what we've heard 
from the Sacramento Kings and the fact that they may be uh, willing to and interested in taking back the salary of one Tobias Harris in a potential Ben Simmons acquisition. So with that, I have drafted up a gigantic deal, three-team trade between the Rockets, Kings, and 76ers. The Houston Rockets bring back all the dead weight and salary from the Kings, so they take in Tristan Thompson, Harrison Barnes, and Marvin Bagley third. The Kings walk away with Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, Shake Milton, and Armani Brooks. And then the 76ers come away with DJ Augustine, John Wall, Buddy Heald, and three future first-round draft picks from the Sacramento Kings. So this feels like kind of the best of both worlds for the 76ers as far as offsetting Ben Simmons. You finally move on from the Ben Simmons drama. You bring in some shooters to put around Joel Embiid. You bring in John Wall, a proven veteran point guard, and you get all of the future draft capital to then potentially flip into another deal if you are the 76ers and Daryl Morey. So again, he Daryl Morey stalls out and gets his wishes. He gets the best of both worlds. He gets players that are going to help the 76ers compete and win now, as well as the draft capital make a move later on. Now, whether or not the Kings would be willing to give up three future first-round draft picks, 2026, 2022, and 2024, I don't know why I read those out of order, but I did. I don't know. Maybe they're only willing to give up two future for, I don't know, but the Kings are, you know, the Kings are the Kings and they're like desperate to make a splash and like have a franchise guy and like make it back to the playoffs. And this is the type of move that would be absolutely like it would raise their floor. It would have them in the playoffs in the Western conference, the fit with Ben Simmons and like De'Aaron Fox is a little questionable. Um, but you're bringing in Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons. That absolutely raises your floor. You've got some shooting with shake Milton and Armani Brooks to put around those guys the Kings would have to figure out, you know, something down the line for De'Aaron Fox, moving him onto another team, you know, come off season, or maybe they make another deadline deal here. But I think this is like a move that the Kings reportedly, they'd be interested in taking back Tobias Harris's contract in a Ben Simmons deal. So maybe this is their way of getting their guy from the Rockets side of things. The Rockets take back two contracts in Tristan Thompson and Marvin Bagley, who are, you know, just through this season. So basically you take a flyer, on Marvin Bagley. Um, if you like him, you can, you can, you know, double down, you know, give him a fresh contract in the off season. If not, he's off the books. You clear all that money. Harrison Barnes is a guy that's on a pretty movable type of contract. Uh, very similar to around like the Eric Gordon level of money. And he'll be an expiring contract next season. So basically you're offsetting John Wall, DJ Augustine, you're moving on from those guys. You're not getting back any draft capital and, and maybe you could, you know, finesse a second or, or what have you. But honestly, if I'm the Houston Rockets, I'm really happy with this deal because you move on from John Wall, you end that saga, you take a flyer on Marvin Bagley. Harrison Barnes is a serviceable player who you can slot in, you know, alongside Alperin Shingoon, Christian Wood, somebody you put in at that four spot next to them potentially gives you some shooting, some, you know, a veteran presence out there on the floor. Um, I think this is a win for the Houston Rockets. Again, my only hang up is whether or not the Kings would be willing to give up this much for Ben Simmons and to again, be tied in to Tobias Harris for the long term. But this is a Kings team that is desperate to do something, anything right. You know, here in the not so distant future. So maybe this is a move that they're willing to make. But with that, 
That is the final trade. I figured I'd go a little chaotic on that final trade. Just have a little fun with it. Um, you know, see what a John Wall deal potentially would look like. But where I do want to go is I do want to talk about this reporting by Mark Stein talking about James Harden and basically um, in in his piece today for his Substack, uh, Mark Stein was talking about basically as quoted saying it must be noted that there is enough noise circulating league wide about Harden's reported openness to relocation this summer. Again, per Mark Stein uh, on his you know Substack little article thingy, um, I think this is like this is big for the Houston Rockets because. Obviously, if the Nets come, this is something that we've circled around and we've talked about before, but if the Nets come up short twice, right? They came up short last season. Obviously, there, there's so many factors at play here, right? It's not just cut and dry. It's not, oh, James Harden couldn't win with, you know, Kevin Durant as his team. No, it's they've dealt with injuries. They dealt with an inconsistency with their roster. They're dealing with part-time Kyrie Irving now. Like it's it's been, it has not been an ideal circumstance whatsoever for James Harden and the Brooklyn Nets. So. At that point, though, if you're James Harden and if he's heavily considering relocating, moving to another team this offseason, maybe it's just posturing. Maybe he's just trying to secure the bag and he's going to opt out and he wants to get, you know, that that fat deal from the Brooklyn Nets and he'll retire a net. And this is all all for not right. But where there's smoke, there's potentially fire. And if enough executives league wide think that Harden may be on the move this offseason that could be huge for the Houston Rockets and it circles back to making Rafael Stone look like an absolute genius for taking back all of the future draft assets of the Brooklyn Nets right because this is exactly the situation that you would have hoped for is that the Nets come up short again if if you were in the camp of I hope James Harden wins a championship great Pat you on the back. I wasn't actively rooting for James Harden to win a championship. Uh, you know, it was, if it happens, cool. I'm down with it. But at the same time, my interests are always in the best interest of the Houston Rockets. And the best case scenario for the Houston Rockets is the Nets fall apart and don't succeed at anything, right? Because then they become a dumpster fire and those picks are suddenly incredibly valuable down the line. The picks and the pick swaps for like the next six to seven years controlling the Brooklyn Nets future draft capital. That is huge. So if James Harden does indeed walk this offseason, which, hey, I would keep my eyes on the Philadelphia 76ers, right? Depending on what they do and what they, you know, whether they come to a solution with the Ben Simmons saga and situation moving on from it at this deadline or whether or not they have to revisit it this upcoming offseason. If James Harden is looking to move on from the uh, from the Brooklyn Nets, I would absolutely keep an eye on Daryl Morey and the Philadelphia 76ers as a team that is going to try to lure him there to pair him with Joel Embiid, just like Morey already tried to do, right? So if, again, if James Harden gets those wandering eyes, I would look for the 76ers to be a serious player in that regard. And again, this means great things for the Houston Rockets moving forward and having control of the Brooklyn Nets draft picks down the line. So with that, that's going to do it for today's episode. Did you enjoy the trades? Which one was your favorite? Which one do you think is the most likely? Drop your trade scenarios and ideas in the comments. Let us know on the YouTube channel. Drop them in the comments there. But again, if you haven't done so yet, please consider subscribing wherever you check out your podcast. Apple, Spotify, Google, the brand new Odyssey app, free and available on all platforms. Already mentioned it, but check us out on YouTube as well. Search Locked on Rockets on YouTube. Like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. As always, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to having you back right here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball.
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.